Another week of summer camps is in the books, my friends, and my first full week of summer camp. I can't wait to share with you about my girls and about the adventure. So let's waste no time. Here we go. Week two of summer camps has been completed, my friends. And let me tell you, these weeks get long and tiring. Um, I'm glad you can still hear my voice. I woke up this morning and I was croaking like a frog. So it meant I was really working hard. I'll tell you, it really is a sacrifice not to be uh, screaming with the kids because I have to preserve my voice if I'm going to be singing all week too. So I've been working really hard to do that and more so just engaging with the kids in a lot of jump. And, and flailing of the arms to uh, get into the craziness with them. I do try to do some cartwheels at times, but they're usually very subpar. But I do let the kids know that I can do a quite mean, like, subpar cartwheel. And so they do hype me up, so I do appreciate that. I want to start this episode just by sharing some of the glories of the week. Um, so this week... Um, one of the activities I got to help run was the zip line. So during lake time, um, different small groups will come over and get to zip line across the entire lake. And it's beautiful. But for um, a small middle school kid, as you can imagine, it can be quite petrifying. Many jump right into it and love it. Uh, I think my favorite kids are, uh, it's usually a young middle school boy who who you think is going to love it because they come up and be like, oh, this is the best. This will be fun. It's, it's nothing. And then they get up there and they're like, whoa. Um, and so I think some of my glories this week, there were two middle school boys in particular that I got sort of pastor while I was up there telling them, like, you don't have to go. But I think you can do it. When you're saying you can't, that's, that's a lie. I think you can do it. You don't have to do it, but I think you can do it. And talking to them about what are you afraid of? Okay, well, this cord alone, there's two cords here, but this cord alone can hold over 2,000 pounds. And something tells me you're not 2,000 pounds. And then they, like, giggle a little bit, you know. But uh, it was really special to see uh, so many kids conquer their fear. There was one girl. She was amazing. She... So she got up. So you have to climb up a rope to get to the top of this structure. We clip them in, but in order to clip them in, they have to then walk up even two more steps. So you're on top of this. I don't know. You're probably 20 feet in the air or so. And then you're also uh, another three feet up on these stairs. Um, and you're clipped in, and we're still holding on to you. They have a harness. Uh, they have a helmet on. There's a lot that's keeping them safe for sure. But you are really up there, and all you do is look down. You see all your friends down there. And, of course, all the friends try to help. I mean, like, it's not that scary. You're going to be great. Of course, you're up there and you're like, I'm going to die. But there was this little girl and she's standing up there. So she got up on the steps easy enough, but then she just couldn't jump off. And I'm telling her, all you got to do is take a step. You've taken so many steps in your life. And so I held her back so she wouldn't go. And she practiced what it would feel like if she sat into her harness. She practiced like if she took one step, if she took another. We tried counting down a few times and she just wasn't going. And so I told her, hey, we got to get some other people through. I'm so sorry. So if you don't go now, you're not going to be able to. But I think you really can go um and she took like one step and she couldn't get her other foot to move so she's like just push me and so I gave her a little nudge and then she went flying and her arms went on the biggest smile was on her face she was so joyful so thank you Jesus um all these fears that these kids were able to accomplish this week through the strength of the Lord that was really really special one of my glories I can share uh from prayer lab so there was a 
group of seventh and eighth grade girls that I got to journey with uh, through prayer, uh, teaching them how to hear from God and uh, did like ran a Bible study with them, how to read from scripture and different things like that. Got to eat meals with them. We got to hang out and have a really good time. And there was one girl who by the second day was so discouraged because she felt like all of her friends like understood the whole prayer thing. Of course, nobody really does, but she thought everybody else got it. She's the only one who's ever struggled and she doesn't know if she can hear from the father. She thinks she's hearing him wrong or uh, all, all the doubts that she has in her head. And so I asked all the kids, you know, to close their eyes and put on their fingers like on a scale from one to ten, like, um, how are you feeling? 10 being like, I'm super encouraged by this. Like I'm ready for more and zero being like, I don't want to do it anymore. And everyone was at like a seven or eight. Um, and she was at like a one and I was like, Oh my gosh, no. So I was trying to talk to her throughout the day. She was getting all discouraged. And so the next day we get to prayer and we start, um, and she starts asking all these questions like, how do I know what's sticking out to me in the scripture passage? And, uh, and I was asking, well, do you think anything was, were there any words that stuck out and you know of course she shows me like five different words I'm like there you go that's how you know that something's sticking out to you so now you get to figure out why and the words were like wilderness and something about getting lost I think you know so I just I just helped her flesh it out like in what ways do you feel like you're lost in the wilderness or or maybe it can be I know you've been getting discouraged maybe it just means that the Lord wants to take you out of your discouragement maybe that's the wilderness maybe there's a doubt that you're experiencing that's wilderness maybe there's like loneliness when you're with the group you know any of those things I was like does any of that resonate and she just sort of nodded and just started journaling and I was like okay that's cool so I led them to ask a few questions to God and one of which being like what are you calling me to? So either this week or uh, uh, this month or going back home or anything, like anything the Lord might be calling them to do next. Um, and she showed me in her journal later that day. She was so excited to share. She got like this image from the Lord of uh, the Lord taking her and giving her eagle's wings. And they were like flying uh, over the forest or flying out of the wilderness or something. I was like, that is amazing. Yes, he wants to take you out of this place. That's what he's calling you to. He wants to take you out of whatever this wilderness is you're, you're feeling. And so two hours later, I'm up on the zip line. I'm running this for everybody. And guess whose small group comes? But mine! And so my girl that day who got this prophetic image that she was going to go flying over the wilderness then got to be strapped into a harness and actually fly over the wilderness to live out uh, that image she had and she experienced profound freedom because she felt like the Lord was actually speaking to her because he was prophesying what was going to happen he was going to use the zip line as part of that uh, activation and affirmation of the prophecy so praise you Lord for that uh, and for all the healing that he brought to a lot of my girls this week so at the end of every week I like to sit down and try to find um yeah, just the place that uh, the Lord was speaking to me most or what theme he was speaking to me through prayer each week and through the revelations I had and uh, just everything that happened uh, with the kids. And um, it was halfway through the week that I felt like I was dialoguing with the Lord in my morning prayer. And I felt like he was asking me and he was like, Annie, what's been your favorite part of camp? And so I sat and thought about it and I told the Lord my favorite part of camp is about five to ten minutes before Mass, um, everyone's just sitting and trying to begin a sort of prayerful place. And so I have permission as the piano player of the band to start sort of playing, um, you know, sort of reflective music underneath them to aid in 
prayer. And of course, I don't have music for this. I just sort of start playing whatever chords we're opening with and try to play some melody over it. And it's always so bad. Like, it's always so messy. It doesn't sound good. And it, in my mind, it doesn't feel like it's actually reflective at all. Um, but I use it as a beautiful prayer. I say, Lord, I'm offering this up to you. And it's probably going to sound like a mess, but help me write a little song right now that can aid in prayer. And so I was reflecting on that later in the week. I was asking the Lord why that came up, um, of why is that my favorite part? And I realized something that, uh, an offering is an offering to the Lord, no matter how messy it is, that as long as I don't have access to a less messy offering, if all I have is a half-eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwich and that's all I can offer the Lord uh, it's still an offering and it's still received with great joy from from the Father. Another example of this I um, got the opportunity to help lead worship for women's sessions so just um, you know like 200 middle school women uh, coming together for like two hours uh, they get a message from an older uh, women, woman in the community and then uh, have some time for prayer and so me and another member of my band were going to be leading that her on guitar and me just singing well five minutes before we're supposed to go on meaning like the speaker is finishing and we're about to walk out uh, the other girl who was going to play with me and play guitar um, got a call asking where she was because she was supposed to be in a car driving to another event that she was helping to play at because they had to sound check for and she didn't realize she had to be there today so of course she's all frantic and I'm telling her it's all okay we'll figure it out um and without any head notice, uh, I got to go out and lead just by myself, just me and my piano, uh, songs that I didn't yet practice, but we just sort of flew with it. And so I get out on stage and I'm trying to turn on my piano and uh, trying to start playing underneath the speaker as they finish so that I can enter into worship. We have about 20 minutes left. Um, and I tried to start playing and the piano wasn't on. And so as I kept going, um, I'm texting uh, my tech friend, um, I'm calling him, I'm calling somebody else, asking why my piano isn't on, and so the speaker was lovely and kept sort of vamping and sort of gave another mini talk as we waited, and probably 10 minutes went by until uh, we got all the things plugged in that needed to be. So then, so then my piano was on, and so with about five minutes left, I got to pray and uh play with this song for them and and lead them in that and I walked off and I didn't feel bad at all but it just definitely wasn't as good as it could have been and so uh we were going to breakfast next or brunch I think it was like brunch that day and so I went to a uh, brunch and not to mention entering into the mess uh all my offerings were a mess this morning I got to help serve breakfast and I was on the yogurt station so we have a little like yogurt bowl buffet line right so you can choose your yogurt you can choose your berry toppings for all the kids we have like chocolate chips and butterscotch chips and uh, sprinkles and it's it's and whipped cream it's super fun and all the sugar which the kids definitely need more of and so I like to uh try to top uh their yogurt in like a special fashion you know like trying to put all the fruit in one line and then the granola in another line and, and it always turns out really messy and then it just makes the line back up and none of it actually looks as good as I think it will. And, uh, and, and it just turns out even more messy, but it's still my offering to them. And the Lord receives it. And so after I'm done doing this, I go over to my small group and I join them as they finish breakfast. And I'm asking them, um, 
about their morning and different things. And I get to stand right next to one of my girls who is super quiet this morning. So I asked how she was feeling. How was last night for her? Um, and she tells me, thank you. And starts crying a little bit. And I go, oh my gosh, what are you thanking me for? And she just said, thank you for playing that song. Um, the song that I played during Women's Session Worship was called Lean Back. And the lyrics go, I will lean back in the loving arms of a beautiful father. Um, and she had been struggling all week to figure out where the Lord was calling her next. And it was in that moment, it was through those lyrics and it was through that song. And through that messy offering um, that this one camper of mine uh, told me, she finally understood where the Lord was calling her. It was just to lean back into his arms. And she said uh, during that time that she felt like God was truly hugging her and that she felt like God was hugging her right then. Um, and she's crying to me about this. And I said, can I hug you now? And she said, yes. And I get to hug her and tell her how amazing that is and how the Lord's always holding her and how much he cares for her. And uh, yeah, she just got to affirm me and told me how she was going to miss me. And then I start crying. I say, of course, I'm going to miss you too. And um, it was just a huge affirmation of no matter how messy my offering was in worship or how messy my yogurt bowls were, or how messy uh, my piano playing is before mass, like the Lord still uses that offering uh, and he loves our sacrifice. Um, about in the middle of the week in prayer, I I asked the Lord to show me how to give more of myself in, in my worship to these kids. I felt like I wasn't connecting or wasn't always present because I was too worried about all the logistics of things. And the Lord just asked me to make a real sacrifice. And some days the real sacrifice I can make is a mess. And it's a half-eaten peanut butter jelly sandwich. It's uh, undercooked meat. You can use every food imagery of just like poorly made food and that could be my offering um but as long as that's my real sacrifice of the day the lord receives it with great joy one of my goals uh this week was to go on a run every morning before camp though i'm already running on minimal sleep and i'm running around all day you might think annie why would you do that and for those of you who know i i'm not really the, the biggest fan of running and Yet I really wanted to do that because I know how good it is for my soul. Running is my morning release to say like, okay, I'm in pain and I can't breathe and I don't want to do this, but I'm still going to keep doing it. So it's sort of my hard yes in the morning. So then it's easier to make hard yeses throughout the day. And I was able to run for the first two mornings. And then by the third morning, my body was just exhausted and I couldn't, and I knew that was going to happen, but I, I kept praying. I was like, I'm going to be stronger than this. I'm going to be able to do it. I'm going to be able to run, even if it's just like for 10 minutes. And I couldn't complete my goal. And of course I'm frustrated. And I think I'm a little more gentle with myself than I used to be, but of course I really wanted to do this because I knew I could, but, uh, something was stopping me yet. I got to laugh with the Lord by probably our last day there because, um, uh, the middle schoolers go to lake time right after prayer lab. And so we're supposed to be there ready for them, except we're the ones leading prayer lab. So we end up having to sprint from prayer lab, me all the way to the zip line, which is the longest run, probably like 10 minutes. I have to go uphill and then like around the lake to get there. And I was uh, running there on like my fourth or fifth day. And I started laughing during my run because I was like, Lord, you literally answered my prayer. I said, I want to run every morning. Well, guess what? It's 10 in the morning and I'm running from prayer lab to lake time. I'm getting in my 10 minute run. 
And there's my offering, the offering I want to make to the Lord every morning that I still wasn't able to fit in. The Lord made space for me to give him my messy offering of that run. I think my last uh, story of (laughs) just embarrassment, truthfully, we're in probably our third night of worship. And we always make a set list and the order we're going through the songs. And so uh, this night, um, the second song we were going to play, I was going to lead. And it was called All Hail King, King Jesus um, in the key of F. And so I start playing in the key of F and I pull up the chords uh, for a song called Forever. And so I start playing Forever. Um, and so my band looks at me. Uh, looking confused and I'm here singing and I'm trying to stay focused and I'm looking at them wondering why they look at me confused because I was like we made this set list this is the song we're playing um, not until when I get to the refrain where I start singing the words forever and I go wait these words aren't all hail King Jesus and then I feel so bad so I'm trying to whisper I'm sorry as I'm also singing uh the mess of an offering we are able to finish that song and then still do all hail King Jesus and for the most part I don't think anyone really noticed uh but of course I apologize to my band after because of course then I'm playing a song that we didn't practice that they knew that they were able to follow along but it wasn't wasn't our best outing for sure and I definitely apologize to them and I remember uh, praying with it the next morning, still just feeling a little embarrassed, you know, that uh, that we practiced this specifically and then I just did something completely different. Um, and I realized that I still made an offering of it and that's what the Lord loved, that I was halfway through the song and I realized it was the wrong song and I apologized and I said, well, this is what we're going to get. So I pray that it's the best offering that I can give. Was it the best offering? I have no idea, but it was the offering I had at the moment. And so I share all my small messes of the week just to share with you the reflection that that whatever you have to give to your friends, to your family, to the Lord in prayer, whatever you can offer to him, a small walk, <laughs> um, five minutes, um, extra attention to your friend that you don't want to talk to, and the list goes on and on. Everything that you can offer him, no matter how poorly you do it, is still an offering. You know, a sacrifice is still a sacrifice. And that should never be an excuse to say, well, though I have an hour of free time, I'll only give him five minutes um, because that's all I want to. Then, no, that's more of a half offering. But if you can give the fullness of an offering in whatever mess that you have, like, the Lord just receives it with such joy. Uh, he's fun and he laughs, I think, at our mistakes too. Uh, when we were in prayer ministry for one of our girls, I got this image for her uh, that the father was like hanging up all her artwork from like when she was in third grade, like on the fridge, because he was just so excited to share like all the things she created. And of course, it's like third grade artwork, so it looks like a mess. It doesn't look like good modern art. It just looks like scribbles, like her, like the drawing, you know, of like the stick figure that's supposed to be the dad is actually like lopsided and makes him look really strange. But of course, the father doesn't care because he loves the offering that the small little girl had for him because he just loves his daughter and anything that his daughter makes. And so that's that's my prayer for myself and for all of you this week. Um, a prayer to find joy in your own mess, 
Uh, find joy in whatever small offerings you have for the people around you and for greater awareness and truthfully just greater gentleness on all of ourselves that if all we can give is something small if all we can give is something that's even a wrong song or a wrong note like he'll still take it with joy he'll still take it with joy every single time my friends thank you for listening to my little ted talk of the day and for joining me on this adventure please reach out with how i can be praying for all of you i'm offering up prayers for all of you all my friends family and support team uh every day while i'm here please let me know how i can be interceding for you in this time and i just appreciate all your love and support if you make it to the end of these things uh, i can't wait to keep sharing with you uh what the lord is doing in the lives of these kids and really just what he's doing in my own heart he is so much more for you and for me he just keeps giving be on the lookout because he receives every offering with great great joy Thank you.